everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. <laughs> How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. <laughs> Hold on to your butt. <laughs> Seriously? Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 251st episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss... All things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we are back with your letters and calls for the Jurassic Mailbag. Jennifer Evans once again joins me to sift through the mailbag and get to the bottom of all your thoughts and concerns. And man, do I think we answer these ones pretty well this time. Especially like one of the last questions. We just like were riffing on some really, really fun ideas. So make sure to stick around to the end. And just in case you want to be a part of the next mailbag, you can of course call our voicemail line at 732 825 7763. You can email us your audio files or your questions to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, or you can head to our contact page at JurassicParkPodcast.com to fill out our contact form. I guess I just hit my move goal, guys. Even though you haven't heard this month's episode just yet, we are already collecting questions for the next mailbag. But before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business over on our website. Tom Fishenden wrote up an article, uh, which I mentioned last week as well, about Camp Cretaceous and what it means for the future. Go check out that article as well as the video that we posted up on uh, YouTube. So he has like a little tie-in video for you guys as well. Over on our website, we also did a little write-up on the newly announced Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Now, this is something that we actually were talking about in the wire last week uh we had a whole segment devoted to the velocicoaster and uh what it's gonna look like and all the details and stuff like that and guess what they went ahead and and actually announced the thing so you can find out even more details in the article and uh speaking of youtube guys i also did a full live stream about Jurassic World Velocicoaster. So we took a look at the trailer because there is a trailer. We looked at all the ride details, the height, the speed, the length of the track, all that cool stuff. And uh, I did a live stream with pictures and videos and and all kinds of cool stuff. So please go check out that video as well. And uh, last week on YouTube, we also did um, a video for every topic on The Wire. There was a lot of really, really great topics. It was like Jurassic World Aftermath, that VR thing. There was Jurassic World Dominion updates, set pictures, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, Camp Cretaceous, we talked all all like our thoughts and concerns. And uh, what was that last one? Oh, the Velocicoaster, unless I already mentioned that. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, so it was, a, it was a pretty hefty week last week over on YouTube. But uh, this week, I don't know. I think we have a toy hunt to go up. But outside of that, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. I, I'm still trying to figure out 
the live streams as far as um, re-watching Camp Cretaceous with all of you guys and setting up some fun episode-by-episode uh, episode content for you. So stay tuned for all that. Maybe we'll get to it this week. I don't know. But uh, enough of me chatting, guys. We have a great episode of the Jurassic Mailbag to get into. So why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off by diving into the Jurassic Mailbag. Jurassic Mailbag. 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 Jurassic Mailbag never fails. It makes me wag my dino tails. I'm Brad and Jen, your Jurassic Mail. It's Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome, everybody, to the Jurassic Mailbag for the month of October. What? It's it's spooky season, everybody. <laughs> We're here. Um, somehow it's October. I know we missed uh, last uh, last mailbag, which was September. And uh, Jen, uh, I think that was your birthday month, right? So sorry we missed your birthdays uh, on uh, on the mailbag here. But uh, happy birthday! Yeah, that that was my birthday month, and we missed. <laughs> I missed your baby, and that happened the month before. Uh, so that's, that's yeah. It's okay. Um, we're, we're all just trying to catch up around here. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, October, and and I feel like so much stuff has happened. And what I think you indicated right before we recorded, uh, we re- last recorded in the beginning August of August. Second. Yeah, August. 2nd. So it seems like it's been a lifetime. I don't know what feel, happened. Well, it feels like it's been a lifetime, yet it also feels like it's been twenty minutes. <laughs> I so kind I, of kind of both. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, I feel like there there should be a lot to talk about. Um, we don't have a ton today. We have a few voicemails, and we have uh, some emails, and some. Uh, some people reached out via our contact form on our website. So there's enough to discuss, but I figured I wanted to kind of get your, your impression before we started um, about Camp Cretaceous and just kind of wanted to think uh, or just hear what you thought about the show. And I'm sure there's probably going to be a question or two in here. I, I, you know, I have not screened the questions, so I don't know. Sometimes I feel like when I ask you these questions ahead of time, I'm like, I'm probably just like ruining the questions for later. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to ask it anyway. What did you think? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you've watched it all. I don't know. But uh, what do you think? <laughs> if you didn't watch it, just make something up. Well, if I didn't watch it, I wouldn't be qualified for this at all, (laughs) nor am I anyway. But um, (laughs) normally, I mean, normally these conversations start out as no, I haven't or nope or but this one I could say I have. I I watched the whole thing. (laughs) I know. I watched the whole thing. Um, um, I. Wow. Okay. I liked it. I don't know. I mean, I I have to remember it. When did I? When did it? We watched it like a month ago. (laughs) I said, wait, no um, way. Is that what it was? Was it really that long well, ago? I guess like what, two, three oh, weeks? I have, I've, I forget. Time doesn't mean anything. Oh my gosh. It's only been like less than two weeks. I'm oh, okay. awful with time. Right. Feels like a month. My time is just messed up. But um, <laughs> no, I really did enjoy it. I liked how it tied in a lot of pieces of the movie in and you could tell where it was in the time frame. Um, the characters didn't annoy me as much as I assumed they would. Um, Let me just say that they're... they're oh. 
there there could oh. potentially be spoilers in this episode for Camp Cretaceous. Oh, yeah, yeah. So just in case anybody they has not seen be. it, because uh, I don't like, again, I don't know what people asked as well in their questions. So just be warned, everybody. We may talk spoilers. I'm sure every question is going to be, what did you guys think of Camp Cretaceous? And here we are answering the question <laughs> in one go. Uh, um, I, I did get I did get a lot of Evolution of Claire vibes, which was cool. Like if, if I yeah. were to see that book come to a um, like a, a series like this, I think it would be exactly like that. And actually, well, the whole time we were watching it, I kept telling Josh, oh, that's a plot point that that happened and that happened. And like so many different things were just like just parallels with exactly things that happened in the book and even the characters are kind of little parallel so that that was i don't know i don't know if that was intentional or not but i got a lot of um vibes from that book yeah which I like. same 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 thing here and unfortunately i was like blanking on a lot of the plot points from the book but i just knew because like i knew that there was like a, a vaguity in the back of my mind of like something that uh, I don't know if that was a word, by the way. I think I just made that one up. Um, there was something very vague in the back of my mind that reminded me of the book and, and different plot points. But um, I, yeah, again, I had to like research it and other people were telling me and informing me as to like mm-hmm. what the names of the companies were and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. It was Mosby Health, I think, um, was like this uh, genetics something or other or or no, I'm sorry, pharmaceutical company. Um, and I, I just felt like, yeah, it was like, this is borrowing a lot and it feels very familiar. Um, Mm -hmm. so I was like, I don't necessarily think it's like too bad, but it's also, it's just, it's just an interesting choice. Um, you know, creating content wise, like why, why, why are there so many companies out there and why are they doing all the same things? Um, (laughs) So I was just very interested in, in, in that. And it just seems like when things are operating in this, in any of these parks or about to operate in Jurassic parks, uh, you know, iteration, all these companies just want to infiltrate them. And I was like, Oh, okay. I guess that's where we're going with everything now. Um, but, uh, that was like one of my only things I was like, Oh, that's a little interesting. And I don't know, but it overall, it didn't really bother me. Yeah. Um. I was just thinking. Um. So the the part because like there there's at least three or so things that I could think of that were almost parallels to the book, I think. And then they did the whole the whole um like not not that the in the book there was a camp, but it was kind of felt like the same thing. Like the the intern program was kind of like felt exactly like the camp program because like didn't they have like their own housing and they were in the jeep they're driving around like it felt exactly like almost step by step kind of the same feel and and that was yeah i wasn't expecting that i was not i was not expecting to get the feel it's weird because when I, when you read the book and then it's like reading the book and then seeing the movie but the movie being slightly different but it gives me the same exact <laughs> feeling of the book it yeah. Was, yeah i was not expecting that that is that is an interesting way to look at it it did feel like I guess it does feel like that, like an adaptation of that book in a way, but just like a completely different story at adapt adapting like the elements. So yeah, I think I think even in the book, wasn't there a moment where like their their gyrosphere got like stuck down in, in a ditch or something, and they had to like um, try to get out of there or something? You know what remind I, I don't I think maybe you know what, that reminded me of the um, Triceratops being stuck in the in the mud. 
thing. Oh, okay, maybe that was. I'm trying to like remember the details, but then, I remember something like that, and that, that that did feel very similar. That whole uh, gyrosphere episode. Yeah, yeah, that, and then like um, the wasn't that one one of the 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 guy? Oh my gosh, I don't remember names in the book, but there was that one guy that was like the snobby guy, like the snobby guy in this um show, and then also. Mm -hmm. Wasn't, wasn't they doing something with needles or like something with the lab or something in the book? It was kind of like the same kind of thing, like swabs or, or some kind of samples. Well, yeah, it was the, like the same with that. The book really went into detail about, yeah, the and I think that's because they were trying to steal stuff for a pharmaceutical company. But yeah, like same kind into of thing, like but... sickness on the Brachiosaurus or something like that and trying to treat them and. So yeah, that was that was interesting, an interesting part of that. But it did, it did have a lot of the same feelings. Um, and yeah, I was like, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or not. And and I don't remember. Did did we ever get any kind of confirmation about the canonicity of the evolution of Claire? I, I forget because it feels like you could kind of mm. give or take that book. I don't know. I just, I guess, I just assumed that it was naturally canon, and I don't know if. Tess alluded that it was I could be making that up but I feel like it was I feel like she wrote it as intentional to be canon <laughs> well you, we all know how that goes um you know and that's exactly Maybe what she the, the, thinks it's canon I don't know if anybody else that is very possible I don't know I mean like because the live tour people told told us all that it was canon and then it was not canon um and yeah i mean even the the live tour had the element of the the glowing dinosaurs and that was brought into this show so i don't know are they just like mining things like they do with the movies they mine things from yeah. the books are are is this show now like mining from other things um it could be yeah um okay that's another thought i had that someone might ask but so you just hit it on the head there with how the tour kind of had the same feel as this. A little different, but the same kind of idea because it was happening as the park was going. And this was happening as the park was going. Did you think one did it better than the other? Or did you like one more than the other? Or do you even compare them as the same thing? Um, well, I uh, that's that's interesting. I mean, I, I absolutely love the live tour. I think you had some struggles with it a little bit, right? Um, it was okay. I like this better. I like okay. I like this a lot better. I think this incorporated more telling you that it went along with the story pretty well and it didn't depart too quickly from the movie. It was it took its time in the movie period. I think my problem with the tour was that it, the movie portion was just so small and then it went off on its own thing, which is okay, but that's not I don't know. I kind of I went in going thinking that it's it's happening over here. Like the the idea we have is we're watching the movie and this is happening over here and that's what I thought the tour was going to be more of mm. and it was just over so quickly with the movie part and that was kind of disappointing to me just because i that's probably my own expectations i had for it but with this 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 stuck more in with the movie part like even when they were oh yeah um, going to the aviary you know when you're shooting with the aviary you're like okay here this is kind of cool we're, we're really hitting oh. all the, the parts <laughs> like and, and, and that... claire was mentioned a lot and it was cool and like i enjoyed think she was mentioned in the live tour too but this yeah was, this, i like this better i i did like this better than that... the live tour story i feel like both versions both things were like we're trying to get claire deering on the phone and we can't <laughs> and that's like what they both they she's just so busy that she can't answer the phone um so and it's funny because we actually see her answer the phone like uh, once or twice like in the movies so um i don't know but um 
I speaking of that aviary sequence today, as of this recording, I saw somebody had put together a supercut of the film and Camp Cretaceous. Wow. They put those moments together at the aviary, and it was just mind-blowingly awesome. I was watching it, and I was so hyped. Like, honestly, it felt like... And I had seen... Obviously, I've seen the, the movie so many times now, and I've, I've mm-hmm. actually watched the show, like, seven times now. And um, just seeing them both together for the first time felt like kind of like watching something brand new. And seeing mm-hmm. it cut back and forth between... Uh, between live action and animation, it didn't bother me whatsoever. I thought it was so seamless and so real just seeing them cut back and forth. And like in one instance, you get you see the inside of of the chopper as Mizrani's in there. And actually, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know, let me I let do. me. This is the mailbag, guys. This is the mailbag. <laughs> so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to track down my tweet because I think I tweeted yeah, I think I like retweeted it uh, before, and we're gonna just go ahead and play the audio as long as the video is still up. Hopefully, it's still up there and it didn't get like taken down because it was like a, a recreation or anything. Um, let's see here, just scrolling through YouTube. That's that's how this works. Just me wasting time <laughs> well, as I'm talking. Oh, wait, I all right. I could- could fit stuff in there. I guess um, my thought on that is that scene exactly. I'm, I'm I'm actually excited that somebody put that together because that is a part of the show that stuck out to me. That I was like, okay, now we're in business. Now this is cool. Now because they, they kept mentioning Claire and all of that in there more so. And then with this happening, and you're really you really felt immersed in that world. Exactly what you were trying to do more than mm-hmm. a live tour for me. And it was so detailed. Like whoever did all this was really paying attention to details. Like there was. Um, little Easter eggs and shout outs and, and parallels to so many things from all the films and everything. And I think they did a really, really good job. Whoever was in charge of this was like, I felt like they were a fan and they really took pieces out that um, fans would like notice. Mm-hmm. You know, before we get to the video, it will just kind of wrap up this whole comparison thing with the live tour. But yeah, I, um, you know, thinking back to live tour, um, it, it did have so many elements that, you know, people were like, oh, it's so uh, kiddie or it's so like, um, I don't know. They just didn't like the acting or something like that. I, I loved those elements. And I think if you take those elements, those work perfectly for like an animated show in a way. Like, honestly, you talk about comparisons. The character of Chad in the live tour is essentially Dave, a mm-hmm. mix of a mix of like Dave and Brooklyn in, in Camp Cretaceous. Right. So. Dave and, and and Chad were co-workers. Like, they work together. So they're, like, the exact same guy, too. It's so funny. Um, so, and, and like, pre-Camp Cretaceous coming out, I was just like, I need, I need something, like, some sort of tie-in. Um, the whole, you know, glowing dinosaur thing is not exactly a tie-in. It's just kind of re- repeating a similar element. But um, I need something that, like, kind of connects the two dots there. And... Uh, I mean, hopefully for next season, but, um, but, um, I, you know, you, I feel like we like separate, uh, the opposite things, uh, when it comes <laughs> to the live tour, like I kind of liked that it distanced itself right away. Like after that beginning portion, it just does its own thing. And I was like, that's really cool. And I like to see them exploring different elements. Um, but at the same time with Camp Cretaceous, I loved 
those moments where it kicked into it really the show just kicked into gear as soon as Maserani showed up and you're like all right now we're talking you know now we we recognize this we know what the timeline is now um but with the live tour I, I just love that exploration of something new and different um but it is really surprising that that's the route the live tour ended up taking is doing its own thing because I feel like a lot of people and I'd love to know what like the general public thought when they went to go see this and and like because I've heard a lot of people be confused that they thought this was going to be a recreation of the movie and mm. it wasn't. So that that was like something I heard a lot of. But I'd love to get like a mass poll out there, like take everybody's email and, and shoot them an email with a, 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 a poll to just ask them like. What kind of what did you think of it? Did you think this was going to be the 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 film in live tour version? Did you think it was going to be something different? Because um, that that's really interesting to me. I'm surprised because they love Jurassic World so much. So I'm surprised that the live tour ended up going outside of the boundaries and doing their own thing. Um, but I really appreciate it that it, that it did. I think I think with me there, I think that I expected. Um, it to not do that and so when it did that i was kind of thrown off and i was like oh it's not like it's fine it's not what i was prepared for but it's fine it's kind of not what i was excited for but if it didn't prepare me for that and it was kind of advertised not really advertised but i expected it to be its own thing then i think it would have been different but i went in expecting that and then i went in expecting this the same way and this one delivered so that's just that's just my probably my own problem going into things yeah all right so i have the super cut ready to go Let's uh, it's it's a few. It's like three forty-eight. So let's just listen in, hear how awesome this is. Super connected here. So uh, let's let's take a listen. Sorry, we found her south of the Gyrosphere Valley between the old park and the aviary. Wait, are you following the dinosaur? Yes. Get ACU out here, real guns this time. ACU is airborne. They took the helicopter. Who's flying it? Did you boys serve in the armed forces? Afghanistan, sir! Did you general ever fly into battle with you? Oh! Got it! This is trash! This is trash!
Go! Go! beneath the ridge. If we follow it, it'll take us right to the main park. Then that's where we need to be. Come on! started there it is that See, was that's uh, awesome that like it just even just re-watching it now i got so pumped just seeing that intercut and uh this comes from uh youtuber it looks like uh brendan o'neill so i'll make sure to put the link to this in the show notes so you guys can see that um because it's pretty darn cool it's it's really really cool and it's the you know brendan here i guess uh kind of just put the music together and some of those Michael Giacchino moments coming through over the kids was spectacular. Like hearing, hearing that was like really, really exciting. See that that's the stuff I like. I mean, we watched, we actually just watched Jurassic world over the weekend and I couldn't watch that scene now without thinking of the Cam Cretaceous stuff. <laughs> and that's, that's why I, I love this expanded universe that they're starting to create. Um, and I, you know, I do include, the live tour. And I think about that moment, you know, when the Indominus is in there, I'm like, Oh man, like, Mm -hmm. and and I don't know how that fits into all this, but uh, you know, I still think about all that stuff happening while other things are happening. And, and this shows, yeah, I cannot wait. I actually have not revisited Jurassic world since watching this. So I'm planning on doing it in like a whole watch party thing after watching all the episodes. So that's going to be very far in the future, but uh, we'll get to it. Uh, but that is just so thrilling to hear that all together. And we haven't even gotten to any questions yet. And we're just I know. killing it. And I just thought of another point because I, I was oh, this is so bad. We're just going to keep going. No, I'm, keep going. Let's do it. Um, another thought I had was the tunnels that they, they had. I guess those are like the tunnels that were in Fallen Kingdom. The, um, oh yeah yeah the, the like utilidors <laughs> yeah the corridors like they reminded me of, like the disney corridors mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah but um yeah that reminded that was like oh that's a fallen kingdom thing and then there was something with a under a car like the how with mills under the car that was something like that in there i think there's something that with with mills that happened in fallen kingdom that took that something in the shows oh, um man reminded me of that but what i can't I remember, remember exactly what it was i feel like it was the car part huh. him under the car was it that he was like reach, been, reaching for something i forget exactly what happened in that, there's that sequence something under a car i'm hiding from under, under the car the, the, the maybe the bad guy who <laughs> took the car remember the guy who took the car and then like oh stole the uh, truck or whatever what was that guy's eddie i think yeah I it know. could have been that's I the think, only moment that popped in my mind because I, I was like well there's a 
there's a van there i think so yeah. i mean I've, I've only seen this once so i'm going off a of memory from like, oh ago, man but, okay um yeah but i think it was something like that it took me there and it was just like a bunch of things yeah do you see yourself revisiting this show um anytime soon um not, maybe not anytime soon i guess when, when if there's a second season or whatever we'll probably rewatch everything before the second season but i don't know if i'm gonna really watch it again soon you know, I I loved it so much that first time, and I was I I, I was able to watch it via like a a press version that they mm-hmm. like gave access gave me access to. So when I was watching, I was like I was trying to take as many notes as I could because I was not sure that I'd be able to see it again right away. So I'm mm-hmm. like trying to take notes and trying to pay attention and just trying to see what I can watch here and. Um, I was so happy to be able to <laughs> rewatch it again that I watched it just over and over and over. And of course, I was trying to prepare for episodes and stuff like that. But I also, I just had such a blast with it that I was just just thrilled with the entire thing. So I just kept watching it over and over. Um, and I'm just so excited to see it. I think it's been trending, you know, in the top ten. I, I am assuming it might be at the tail end of it now, if it's if it's still there at all. But um, it's been so exciting to see it there. Yeah, I mean, I think it was well received, and I I would watch it again. I, I need time to find to watch it again. But I mean, I would if it was <laughs> if, it, if it was like I was just it was just on TV. And I was flipping and it was on. I'd, I'd sit through the whole thing. But it's just a matter of like, it's it's a lot of hours to sit and, and be like, okay, this, this amount of time. And then it'll yeah. take, take a couple of days to go through. And, and it's only been a week and a, like a week and a half, almost two weeks. So maybe, so maybe I'll what, watch it what, again. What was the day that this thing came out? It was like the was 18th. It September 18th. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that was like less than two weeks ago. Tomorrow yes. will be two weeks. Oh really? Okay. So it's sitting at number nine nine still right now on the top 10 on Netflix and Netflix is constantly changing content. So there's been new stuff coming and going and and they're still sitting in the top 10, which is pretty amazing. Um, I'm very, very happy about that. Well, now I'm like 99% sure we answered everybody's question. (laughs) All right. All right. So let's get to it here. Uh, Let's see. We have a voicemail from Ethan uh where did i put my voicemails here they are uh let's take a listen to what ethan has to say hey brad and jen it's me ethan um calling and um i had this question that um so i was listening to your to um to your amber collection video and i was listening to your conversation um about cgi versus animatronics now um i'm i'm not just a big um, Jurassic Park fan, but I'm also a huge Godzilla fan as well. So I was thinking what I think would be a, and hear me out, what I think would be a really cool Listening. um alternative to um anim- animatronics um, and hear me out, hear me out. I have two words. Listening, go ahead. Suits and miniatures. I think it'd be so cool. Oh, it's never going to happen, but I think it'd be really cool if um, Jurassic Park kind of went um, a little bit in the Godzilla direction, <laughs> like with having guys in suits and stuff. And it's happened before. Um, it's happened before. Uh, hold on. I'm thinking of examples right now. There are some incredible examples 
of really cool monster suits out there. Um, just a, a, t- a couple, a couple of off the bat. Uh, the Raptors, for example, those are guys in suits in the first movie. Um, another good example of a guy in a suit is uh, Mighty Joe Young. Incredible, incredible guy in a suit. And I really <laughs> think um, if there was a guy in a suit, it wouldn't. They, if they had a guy in the suit, there wouldn't be as much money as, say, having an actual life-size animatronic of a T-Rex. You know, working in small scale, I think, would actually kind of help the series a little bit. And I was wanting to see what your guys' thoughts um, on that were. All right, um, I just want to say also, love the podcast. I've been, uh, I'm listening. I love to listen to it while I draw. So um, you guys keep up the good work, okay? You guys take care, stay safe, all right, and stay Jurassic. <laughs> Thank you, Ethan. Thank you. Um, so, suits and mm-hmm. miniatures. And I think this is interesting because we were just talking about the live tour. So, what do you think about suits? <laughs> um, well, they have done it before, as he said. Yeah. You know what? I think my, my argument with that is the same argument that I have with CGI and with animatronics. If it looks good, then I'm fine with it. So if they could mm-hmm. pull it off, then sure. As long as it all looks like it's from the same world and that and they um, can create that, I'm fine with it. Anything they want to throw at me, just so it looks cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the suits that they had in Jurassic park. Yeah. They're not like, uh, it's, it's like a different thing than just like throwing on a Godzilla suit. Like in, I don't know if they're still doing that or not. I forget, but, um, like that's a pup, like a sit in puppet. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's a bit different, but I, you know, I'm definitely down for that. And I, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with saying we want more, or people want more animatronics and and stuff like that. That kind of goes in hand in hand with that. I feel like, um, you know, we want to see people operating these things as well. Um, I don't know about suits though. That is interesting because, you know, the live tour and Jurassic World, the exhibition. There's always a lot of conversation about what people think those are, how good they look. You know, um, so I remember when the live or I'm sorry, when the exhibition came around, right? Um, we went to that together. And mm-hmm. at, at one point during the thing, you, you get to encounter Blue. Um, I remember having like, I feel like I had issues with that one because it wasn't like hiding it very well. And I wasn't like a huge fan of the suit or something like that. And uh, of course you do have like Islands of Adventure has like their Raptor suit. And I think it looks... Mm-hmm it's kind of faded from the sun and all that, but I think overall like the head and everything looks amazing. And that of course is obscured behind. So you can't really see the performer. Um, and then the live tour too. Um, I think that's great. You know, it's it, the way those, those uh, not animatronics, the way those puppets move uh, with the people inside, I think they look really, really good. Um, of course you can see legs and stuff, but that stuff can get edited out. So yeah. I, I think yeah, I mean- like, the motion gate might be a little bit different. And of course those animals aren't moving as fast because there are people in them. But um, I would be definitely down to see how it looks um, like on, on the screen. I mean, you'd have to definitely film in a certain way, a certain angle, certain lighting, a certain, a lot of things, but then you're kind of crossing the line of this is a suit. Yeah. But, or is it a puppet? And then it's like, well, then is it a manually controlled animatronic? Like you're kind of going into a bunch of different gray lines because even if you just film it 
this film the head part of the hands or whatever and get get away from the the, the, the puppeteer's body i guess then you're like well now you literally have a puppet because it's like taking me to um like the lion king on broadway kind of thing they hide the people in the costumes there and but then if mm-hmm. you film it a certain way sure but then yeah I, I it's a line of of when is it a puppet when is it a suit and when is it just a manually <laughs> operated animatronic yeah and i think you know, when it comes to these kinds of movies and stuff, there's always going to be somebody on the side operating like a remote control to to help out the puppeteer in any mm-hmm, way. With, with yeah. Yeah, with like eye movement or breathing or something like that. So I think I would definitely be down to seeing like half animatronics or half puppets so that they can, you know, utilize certain shots in certain ways, like just the lower half or just the upper half or something. But I mean, I don't know if it, would benefit anything really i don't know um, um well you know i like i like the puppet aspect because you know blue in all of fallen kingdom was a really good puppet like a really good puppet yeah that, so. that the most that moment in the in the truck and she just looked so good yeah um and they they you know they still overlay a little bit of cg and stuff like that yeah. so I nothing it. yeah nothing in any of these movies is is fully real what is natural if, yeah no exactly exactly i should have yeah i should have went right there uh but like yeah even if you do I just see watched this movie that's the <laughs> um yeah even if you do see it like behind the scenes you know you know they use the animatronic it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what the final product is um i mean the indoraptor is the perfect case is where they they utilized a big puppet for that and then never used it it was just blended in with a CG version. So, yeah. So, it, you know, who knows? I, I think they, they intend to do their best work with practical stuff. But then in the long run, they're like, well, I don't know. I think we can enhance it a little bit with some CG. Yeah. Let's just throw something over it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, miniatures, I don't know. I mean, set-wise, I think that's perfect. You know, you can definitely capture some really great stuff set wise in miniatures and mm-hmm. um so I, I hope they continue that and, and do some fun stuff with that but um yeah i don't i don't know as far as dinosaurs are concerned and and maybe like you know even if you can include like stop motion and stuff like that i i'm glad that the series never went that route yeah it needed to go where it went for it to be like this huge i'm glad mm-hmm. they did i i think about that sometimes like what move what kind of movie would we have had if, if it would have been stop motion and would it have made a huge impact and where would we be here now where we are so i don't think so that's, i think we just got like super lucky they they're they're just throwing what like like mud at the wall and seeing what sticks and luckily mm-hmm. um they got where we are now because it could have been a whole different situation the whole thing could have been different yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't think we would have been here. I mean, there's some obviously some great work has has been continuing, you know, even since then, still today uh, with stop motion and, and, and miniatures and stuff like that. But I don't I don't know if it would have had the same impact. Uh, that was like a really pivotal pivot pivot. What am I trying to say? Pivotal. There's the word. Pivotal. It's very pivotal. I said the wrong thing. And then that got in my head and was like, that's I don't know what the other word is. Uh, <laughs> uh, pivotal. It was a very pivotal moment or pivotable, if, if that's what your brain wants to say. Um, so, yeah, you know? <laughs> I know. I know. It's yes. been a while. I, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to catch up. We're all rapidly trying to catch up. 
So mm-hmm. uh, we do have another email here. This is from uh, Taylan. I'm, I'm sorry if I pr- uh, mispronounced that. Uh, this says, hi, Brad and Jen. Sorry for the long email. Quite a long Uh-oh. time ago. <laughs> it doesn't look that long, so I'm very confused. And you got to read it. So <laughs> it says, uh, quite a long time ago, Brad mentioned he wanted there to be an eight-episode-long miniseries <laughs> about Jurassic World <laughs> that could be found on a streaming service. Now wow. we have... Camp Cretaceous. You're welcome, guys. You're, you're welcome. You're owed some funding there. That's, that's kind of nuts. That's funny. Where's your royalty? I don't know. I'm wondering that. Um, <laughs> continuing, it says, also, do you guys think because of all the talk about this next movie being similar to the original Jurassic Park style-wise, that the dinosaurs might act more like they did uh, then? Like Rexy being more aggressive? My last question is, You'll you probably get this a lot, but what did you think or what do you think about the future of Jurassic? I'm getting quite worried. It will end after this. Anyway, guys, uh love you guys from Talon, Talon, uh in Austria. Uh, uh nope, hmm. Australia. My bad. <laughs> Completely just different place altogether. <laughs> oh my goodness. Reading is fun. <laughs> Stay in school, everybody. Yeah. Or you I, I mean I, I did stay in school and it I, I don't know. So but, did I. Um, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I don't know. So I am a genius, apparently, and I predicted an eight-episode-long miniseries about Jurassic World that could be found on a streaming service. So it's like you're you welcome. knew the future. Yeah. And speaking wow. about the future, um, our, no, we'll, we'll we'll not get there yet. The 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 similar style to Jurassic Park. Um, do you think that the dinosaurs are going to act more? Uh, like I, and I hear this a lot. I do hear this question a lot about, do you think they will be natural, more natural? Well, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so very much. That's what I've always wanted. I I didn't like that they deviated from that. I I think you, I even told you way, um, in 20, uh, 2014, when that trailer came out for, um, Jurassic world, the whole reason I was mad at the movie was because of the training, the Raptors thing. And I didn't like that they could do that and they're putting that in a movie and I, they're like no they can't train them you can't control any of that like because I don't want them to be like domesticated I don't want them to be like monsters either I want them to just be regular animals just the way that they are and so I hope to get back to that I've been wanting to get back to that and that was the first thing that made me angry in the first place which eventually kind of proved me wrong a little bit but not it's, it's still not enough for me I want I do want it to go back to that style I would love that I'm on board yeah, you know, I, I do see a lot of people um, to varying degrees, whether it's just, uh, you know, kind of annoyed or slightly annoyed to just really, really disliking uh, yeah. the dinosaurs behavior in these new movies. Um, and I understand a little bit, I guess. I It doesn't I, I think the nature is the hybrids like that's it. It's just the nature of a hybrid dinosaur. And that's kind of the direction we've gone is kind of fine tuning these creatures to be something else, um, to be more predatorial and just to be more something. So bigger, stronger, more teeth or something was this line. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's kind of, it just goes hand in hand with what the story is that they're trying to tell. So there are little moments, subtle moments of dinosaurs acting natural. So this, I don't know, this is not really a point that ever stuck in my head. I, I don't think I ever, cared about well, that I, I and... you know where 
I know a lot of a lot of people hate. You're right. A lot of people hate that so much. But mm-hmm. you know where Jurassic World, I kind of get uh, um get some forgiveness, is they actually put that in their plot points. Wherever Owen's talking about, oh, uh, animal raised in isolation. He was like giving all these reasons and how it hasn't seen anything outside the walls. It, sorry, that's my kitten. Um, <laughs> if you hear that noise, any noise you hear, it's her. Um, but anyway, so like he was he was explaining why the the um, Indominus would be acting monstery like and not a normal predator, not a normal dinosaur. So that kind of was fine for me. But then you have the Indoraptor, and yeah, it's some Indominus in it. But I don't know. Now we're just getting two monster movies, and I don't want Jurassic movies to be monster movies. That's always been something I, I'm not I don't like. Um, so I'm hoping with with Dominion, we're we're done with the hybrids. We're not doing that. So hopefully we're done with the monster movies, and we're just going to be um, regular, natural ish dinosaurs reacting how they normally would in a normal environment when they're in this kind of situation with people trying to interact, and then just all this stuff behind the scenes of what do we do with them? How do we stop the creation of more or whatever and what have you? But I would love to get out of that hybrid thing, get out of the um, vicious monster movie thing i i don't yeah. like that i don't like it it's so interesting it's like that the reason i don't think it ever bothered me is because uh and i know people hate when you say that like th- none of these things are natural nothing in any of these movies has mm-hmm. ever been natural um so that that's something that never bothered me and and even going back to jurassic park you know we all know that uh velociraptors do not look like that at all so that's that's very different um i felt like the velociraptors in jurassic park were um and and honestly the lost world they're just so irrationally angry (laughs) at everything and (laughs) so that's something that kind of has always stuck with me i think the you know the dilophosaurus is like essentially a made-up creature in the way that they presented it um so there's that. What else do we have? The the, the Spinosaurus uh, has, you know, our our uh, our idea of the Spinosaurus has come a long way since Jurassic Park three, and uh, the thing just seemed like a monster to begin with. And I think that they, you know, they had those little subtle cues in Jurassic Park three, whether purposeful or not, or not of like the, uh, the 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 center, the research center that they had out there. You know, it was very. Uh, like laboratory, like kind of monster laboratory in a way. Um, mm. So I feel like these things have been scattered throughout our stories. So that this change hasn't been all that drastic to me. Um, but I, th- I will say, and, and this is no commentary on, on this emailer at all. Like, I'm not trying to say that uh, I'm just trying to point out what I've seen throughout the community and stuff. But um, as far as like the future of this, I think that there is a, a very good chance that, things could take a different direction here because take for instance uh, battle at big rock that was incredibly natural right i mean you you start off with with uh nasutoceratops just kind of wandering around just scavenging maybe looking for some food and then you have like a natural predator just comes over and just attacks it it's literally like you're literally watching like a, a documentary through the windows of that mm-hmm. that rv and then of course like you have those very natural interactions uh at the end of the the thing with like the handheld you know camera style stuff with like the compies the stegosaurus and stuff like that um so that felt very very natural 
Um, so I think if I, and who knows, we we're always debating what this next movie is and how do, how do the dinosaurs, how are they like reintroduced to this world? I don't know, but I think there's a good opportunity for them to be fairly natural if they do give them some time in the woods to themselves, uh, you know, just living their lives out there. I don't know. Um, or say, for instance, the movie ends in a way where the dinosaurs can live naturally. Um, I think there's a very, very good opportunity for them to be uh, more realistic. Um, and 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 the second point of Rexy maybe being more aggressive. Um, I know a lot of people dislike the heroic actions, and that I mean, it's honestly it stems straight from Jurassic Park. I mean, the, the movie ended in a heroic action, um, yeah. so. Cool. I have no problem with that. I know I see a lot of people complain about that too, and I don't really have a problem with that. I like that she's kind of in the right place at the right time, or put in the right place at the right time. So, um, and just doing what she does, like I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not like she's trying to save anybody. She's just doing what she does, and that's fine for me. That's that's in line with my natural thing. So, yeah, I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, I think um, it, it it's like. She's being heroic, but it's also it's mostly by chance. I mean, a lot of people yeah. will, will take issue, um, and I I always say a lot of people because like nothing really bothers me all that much. I'm pretty <laughs> easygoing with a lot of this stuff. But uh, for instance, like the volcano going off and every dinosaur is running away, you know, except for like the T Rex is kind of going towards it <laughs> to get, kind of get some prey, <laughs> but you know. I don't know. It, maybe it was hungry. I, I have no clue. But it doesn't. That doesn't bother me. Um, no, I, bother me. The, the one thing that like I could have maybe done without was like the T Rex doing its pose again at the end of Fallen mm-hmm. Kingdom. I'm like, you got one pose in there with, and it, it, it's honestly one of my favorite shots in any of these movies is against the volcano with the roar. Mm-hmm. That is super impressive to me. I love that moment. And then we get another one which reflects Jurassic Park, you know, going back to that ending moment as well. Um, it's pretty much like a mirror image of that. And um, I, I could have done without that one, but it, it's still I still think it's cool in a way. But mm-hmm. if, if I had to take or, you know, lose one, I guess, uh, I could have lost that one. But um, being more aggressive, I think so. I mean, she's going to be in a place – that's very, very foreign to her. Uh, so I expect her to be aggressive. I hope so. Well, I and, mean, she's old yeah. and tired, so <laughs> I don't know. Yes. She, she didn't get any coffee recently, and it's just like, where are the goats? I don't know. Where's the flares? I don't see any flares. <laughs> Somebody's angry. And they were just chasing me with a big slab of concrete or something from those motion comics that we've constantly referenced for some odd reason um but yeah so and the last portion of the question was uh what do you think about the future of jurassic and uh the the emailer is quite worried that it will end jen it's never gonna end (laughs) fill them in I i mean look it's not ending I mean, this 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 set, these folks might end. I don't know if we'll ever see Claire again. It breaks my heart in so many ways. Um, even like in just in any iteration, it doesn't have to be Bryce. Just Claire in general, because I, I love Claire so much. Bryce is cool, but oh my gosh, I love Claire. Anyway, um, like that's probably over. But I'm sure Jurassic is never ever 
ever going to be over. There's always going to be reboots, new movies, new TV shows, new books, new everything. They're going to be making toys forever. There's just, there's no, it might, there might be a lull. There might be a few years, but it's never going away. It's never going away. I, yeah, I have to agree there. I don't think it's going to go away. And I think, um, you know, we, we were definitely concerned that this could be the end of the, the trilogy. And I think that mm-hmm. it will be in a in a way. I'm assuming yeah. it will be. But I mean, we've had straight confirmation from Frank Marshall. I believe he was the one who said that it's the start of a new era. So I I kind of imagine that this, and I would I would be interested interested in them taking this route of just doing like one off films for a little bit, just to see how that works. You know, to see if it's a sustainable model. Um, I know like. Uh, Star Wars kind of struggled with their spinoffs. I mean, the Rogue One was amazing, and I, I loved it. Uh, it did pretty well, but then you know they kind of struggled with maybe a little too much at once and stuff like that with Solo. Um, so I I do think that it could be good though if they if they finish up this trilogy and then they do separate little stories because honestly the first three films are very disconnected stories. Uh, with some similar characters so they could do that you know it and honestly me and aaron were talking about it on the wire like we're like man give lowry a whole movie like do do something like silly like that like do something fun like give it a great story and base it off of characters that are like used minimally or bring in some new characters so that's kind of what i'm hoping for next time around is that we see more one-off films um in the future so and we know it's going to continue and also camp cretaceous is probably not done anytime soon right that's gonna have more to go as well i actually just today going off of the idea that um this is probably it for this trilogy and and this set i i don't know i I don't know if it's just me or collectively or because of the pandemic but i don't feel like everyone's really real like thinking that through because this is the they only have one more month of filming like this is going to be the end of this they're they're these people aren't going to be together again for these movies to film them and like they're they're done and last time for fallen kingdom when they were filming fallen kingdom i remember it being more involved everyone was just kind of on edge and just really in it and now with this one they're almost done and I, I actually wrote up a tweet that i almost tweeted today but i'm like oh, i don't know i i didn't but it was just on like the how this is this this is legit the final month of filming the final installment of this trilogy and i'm just like man where did where'd it go like it happened and it, it just doesn't doesn't have any any oomph like no one's we t- we talked about how no one's posting pictures well sam neil's been doing a little bit but no one really has been posting a lot colin's like not really existent and <laughs> bryce isn't posting anything and it's yeah. just like what it's just bizarre. It's different than the last one. And the last one, it, it just seemed like every day was like an exciting, okay, what are we getting? What are they doing? What are they filming now kind of thing? And this one is just kind of coasting by the wayside. And and thinking about it, it's like, oh, my goodness, this is it. They're not doing this again. Like, there's not going to be another one in two years like this. And it, they're not going to film again. This is the last month. And it's – no one's really – I don't know if it's just me, but nobody's really – um seems to be thinking about that or like really in it and then it's going to be over and this where did it go kind of thing i don't know yeah i was having a moment i think it just it's all contingent on this 
this virus and and everything going on like i think i don't know i, I i'm still struggling with the fact that they they might just not even make that date you know in in mm. june and um it just i don't know it, it's very we have no clue what the next few months are going to look like here in the states we don't know what's going to happen at all like we haven't experienced this portion of the year yet um so will things be better by june maybe will they not be i you know they cannot risk throwing this movie in theaters if it's not going to make the money that they hope you know they bank that on this concerns me. yeah yes. they they bank on this movie these these films making a billion dollars you know that's what they that's what they make that's what the that's what Jurassic World you know did for them just recently and and Fallen Kingdom did for them so they're like we expect that from from Dominion and if they throw it in theaters and it's like uh you know a 50% capacity or you know whatever the case may be um or people even if they do open it up fully that doesn't mean that they're going to be booked fully so they're not going to be making the money that they could otherwise if they do suspend it for a little bit longer um so I don't know. I just feel like the confidence isn't there in that date, at least on Universal's end. That's probably why we haven't seen um, a lot of hype, you know? Oh, look. We're getting a... Can you hear that? I can hear that. We're getting a phone call. Should I Should I try to answer this? I don't know if this is going to be possible. No, that's, that's probably putting somebody on the spot, huh? You would terrify somebody because you're like, don't worry, I never answer. And you'd be like, hi, you're live. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? You're live on the podcast. Um, I hope who, whoever that is listens to this and I'm like, oh my gosh. All right. I don't know who that is, but um, I, hopefully they left a voicemail. Uh, we'll check that uh, in a little bit here. <laughs> but um, what were we talking about? Oh, just hitting the mark here. Yeah, I just I think it goes uh, down to confidence. And that's why they're not like hyping this movie up. Anytime we see any kind of like official official things is in an article about COVID. You know, that's yeah. really the only kind of insight we get into this movie is them saying, hey, guys, we just want to tell you again. We just every time every month, we just want to let you know that. Things are, are we're working smoothly and we're taking precautions because that's that's really all the insight we're getting outside of, like you said, um, you know, Sam and Jeff and 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 Laura has been posting a little bit here and there. Um, nobody else. I feel like no. I haven't seen anything from Claire or Chris, uh, Claire or Chris, uh, Bryce or Claire, uh, or Chris. So um, and anybody else? No. I don't think anybody well, else. Um, I, I would say just a few things from her, but not, not anything like last time. I think I saw a, a, a picture from BD Wong, maybe? Did he have like a, oh, a Wu no outfit or something? I don't remember. Um, but, um, yeah, I, that's what I'm going to assume is that, is that it's the confidence lacking on their end. And, I mean, it would make sense, you know, if, if they're kind of unsure then they're not going to push the promotion for this movie. Look, we, we've been seeing movies continually delayed. And even to the point where like, hey, a movie's going to come out real soon. Oh, wait, no, it's not. We're pushing it again. So I just say we have to give this time and see what happens. I, I'm, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I have no confidence in that June date at all. I guess a part of me is just happy that um, they're, 
date seemed so far they're almost done so pretty much they filmed it it's it's in the books and it's yeah. safely in the books and they no one had any outbreaks and they're fine because you know i'm sure everyone heard that the nfl is having problems now oh so are they they I, didn't, I didn't Oh, the um, yeah, the Tennessee Titans had a big outbreak, and my Steelers were supposed to play them this weekend, and their game is 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 like in, delayed indefinitely, and so uh, yeah. that could be a a train wreck throughout many teams. And I, I don't know what the I mean right now it's just yeah. contained to one team, but but they're that, checking the team they just played, so it it could happen that way, you know. So mm-hmm. this film, though, I feel like have gotten I don't know if it's lucky or they were just really careful or I don't know. Because NFL should be really careful just as much, you would think. They have the money just as much. But somehow <laughs> something fell through the whole, fell through the um, cracks with NFL. But the Jurassic people have been good. And I'm very thankful for that because we have no delays. We have no, no real problems. And they're almost done. They almost made it out. And um, we'll have a film. It'll be a film. They have to edit and do everything. But the footage is there. And I think that's very important that we made it to the footage being done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've heard like minimally that there have been like a few people testing positive here and there. Nobody hitting like the main cast. Like, for instance, apparently Robert Pattinson with uh, the Batman movie, like right. he he tested positive and, you know, he is the main star of that movie. So that does not have seemed to have happened in in this movie. And I think that they've just got a really, really great bubble which I don't think is the case for the NFL, right? I, I don't believe the um, NFL is doing a bubble, well, are they? They're 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 spending a lot of time, money, and effort on it, though, because I mean their their stadium and their area, um, their training facilities and that are are basically bubbles. Only the people who play and see everyone every day is allowed in those areas. And then, um, oh my kitten, oh my gosh, um, and then <laughs> shooting so bad. And then, um, I know that obviously they're not allowed to have fans. But when there are fans, there's space and different stands or different roles and all of that. But I mean, there hasn't been anything until this point. But then the Titans had like four or five players and like three or four staff members this week, just out of nowhere. Although that's a lot of people theoretically in a bubble. So somebody on the Titans brought that in. And now that and everyone I think everyone has really been in their own little bubbles. But now that somebody brought that in their bubble other bubbles are a little nervous and obviously <laughs> the bubble's my bubble leaking. can't play their bubble. <laughs> so, and then the, the Minnesota oh. bubble played them last week. So then that's, a, then it's like, Oh, who saw Minnesota? But again, they, they, each team is in their own bubble, so to speak. I do think so. Yeah. That I, I, way they are safe. I, I, I believe so. Yeah. So. I mean, at least the NBA did it pretty well where they literally lived in Disney yeah, World that's and that like, yeah, that, that was 100% secluded there essentially. Right. Um, I know I know the uh, MLB had issues early on with like, oh, it seemed it honestly seemed like that was going to get canceled right away because they started mm-hmm. playing and things. Hey, guys, welcome to Sports Talk with Brad and Jen. Um, sorry, I had, to, <laughs> I had to get an intro there if you guys were confused as to what you were listening to. But uh, yeah. MLB had some issues right away. But now they're well, in their playoffs. They're, they're doing OK, it seems so. I mean, it's relevant for comparison purposes because it's the same kind of thing. You have a giant group of people <laughs> yeah. um, doing something yeah. in in a, a bubbly-esque thing. Yeah. And with the NFL, you just have a lot of bubbles that interact with each other. So, yeah. I mean, if one bubble get, gets um, penetrated, the other bubbles theoretically should be safe, which I think is true. I, I Minnesota had no cases, and they're the last people they played. So their bubble's safe. My team isn't playing them at all next <laughs> this week, so they're safe. So it's literally just... 
in the Titans bubble. And thank goodness Jurassic wasn't a Titans bubble. It was the other teams. Any other team was Jurassic. And that's fine. That's yeah. that's good. Because if it was like that, I mean, who knows? We could have had an we could have had weeks of no filming. We could have had the whole thing shut down. We could have had yeah. filming months later and I'm just really happy and, and thankful that we reached it. They have it on film, most of it. And at this point, it looks like they're going to finish clean. And um, that's done. Like, th- if anything, if they hold the date for another time, it'll be on movie theaters. It'll be on promotion. It won't be on the film itself. So I, I feel good about that. I-, I feel really good about that. Yeah. And that had nothing to do with the vo- the email. So <laughs> you're welcome, guys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so thank yep. you for that email. Uh, let's move over to our voicemail I don't here. I remember what the question was. <laughs> it was the about future. the future, the future what of Jurassic, the and and that's I... the future, I guess, but not in the way that this question was <laughs> asked. I don't know how that got there. I don't know how to get there from there. I have no clue, but I'm I'm loving it, and wow. we're two questions in, and we've been going for like an hour, so. Let's uh, move over to the next one, which is a voicemail from Philip. Hey, Brad and Jen. Hey. Uh, it's Philip. I uh, hope you guys are doing well uh, during this pandemic and all. So about five minutes ago, I just got done with season one of Camp Cretaceous. It's Friday, the day that it came out, and I loved it. thought it was great. Uh, great characters, great stories, some new stuff to add to canon. Uh, the only scene I was a bit iffy about was that when they met the scientists who had like the birthday party and stuff. <laughs> and like he, uh, I, I liked how he like left them like Gennaro did. Like he was just a total jerk. And then he got huh. eaten, so that was good. But okay. uh, how he was like, you know, you don't understand what's going on in this park. I'm like, can, can you elaborate more? I mean, we get that in the movies, but you're just saying this to sound ominous. Anyway, um, I, like I said, I loved it. Uh, I thought that Jamila Jamil was in it was great because I love The Good Place. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Bumpy is now my son, and I will defend him <laughs> with my life. I love him so much. Uh. Also, I didn't call in when this happened, but right before the pandemic, on one of the last shows, uh, I did see the live tour, and I yes. adored it. Yes. It was amazing. The only thing was, at the end of it, you know, when the T-Rex is about to appear and like, you know, it's something and the music swelling and everybody's getting ready, everything stopped. And mm-hmm. you just hear Jurassic World, the live tours, experience technical difficulties. And everybody rushes off stage to the cheery Jurassic Park music. Uh, and I was like, no. <laughs> but they, uh, like 10 minutes later, they fixed it though. I thought it was amazing. Uh, so I now okay, consider that okay. soft cannon. Definitely. <clears throat> and I definitely consider <clears throat> Camperation soft cannon too. Uh, but yeah, but, no, no, no. Hope you guys no. Are doing well. I just want to know your thoughts on uh, specific things. Well, you know, just did you like the show? Did you like the live tour? That kind of stuff. Hope you guys are doing well. Mm-hmm. Stay safe. Well, we answered that like really good in the beginning when we compared look, them. <laughs> look, we're hit, we're nailing it as always. Look, wow. we're talking about like suits, um, and yeah, the live tour. So let's um. Let's start with that scientist, right? So that that was such an an odd moment. Uh, do you remember that moment where the kids are like I'm looking for some? To remember it. They're looking for like some some so. shelter, and that yeah, they go to see that scientist again, or they just go to the the research oh. center, and the dude's sitting there with a birthday cake, and it's like what? Yeah, 
Oh, you know what was cool? Um, in that part, yeah, that was weird. But otherwise, <laughs> in that part, um, that was neat because that kind of went out paralleled along with Jurassic World too, and like the lab evacuation. And I mean, that was that was cool too. But yeah, the the cake thing, I I vaguely remember that. I think I tried to forget that because it's weird. Um, yeah, yeah. Excuse the sound. Sorry, I'm trying. <laughs> I wanted to try to bring up uh, that that moment. Um, and I thought that was actually interesting, and I'd never made that parallel. That uh, oh my god, why is this all making so much noise? Um, <laughs> the parallel that uh, Philip brought up about um, uh, Gennaro. Like I honestly didn't even think about that. The fact that you know no. he left us. He left us. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. The fact that he did leave them, and and I I, I was just so mind bo- my mind was like boggling in that moment. I'm like, what is why did he just get out of there? But it parallels Gennaro leaving so so perfectly. That's kind of crazy. Hmm. Wow, yeah, I didn't think of that either. I like that a lot. Um, I don't remember at all what episode that that guy was in. Happy oh here there's an episode called Happy Birthday Eddie. I'm assuming it's probably that episode. <laughs> probably that one. Good guess. I honestly I don't think I've ever seen the titles of these episodes. <laughs> yeah, cuz they just play automatically. Yeah, they just played. Uh let's find Eddie's birthday here just so we can get a, a little sample of the audio. Uh all right, here it is. Here it is. Dinosaurs, you're not dinosaurs. Oh, this is the worst birthday ever. Poor Eddie. He's got his cake. Again, we are so happy we found you. Things are crazy. There's a giant camouflage dinosaur out there. Also, regular dinosaurs. We've been hoping to find someone to... <laughs> you're sure you closed the door behind you, right? So I won't go into playing the whole thing, but... um. He was he was acting so suspiciously and so I don't know just like a little crazy like it was some something was like it was like something was after him in a way like kind of like he was just very concerned and confused and he did mention like some other other guys or something like that like he's working for other guys or something and it it did bring up so many extra questions than you know, you left with. Um, so it was all very vague and very secretive and he was just acting so strange. So that was a very odd moment for sure with the birthday cake added on top of that. And then, you know, with the party hats and stuff, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I, 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 I wish that was another moment. And I've talked about this a few times that like, we got these connections between, uh, who people are working with instead of just other guys, you know, cause it's, it's just at, at this point, I'm like, well, who, how, why are, why are, why is Mills and why is uh, Wu working with these guys and who is on the phone with Hoskins and who's on the phone with Wu? And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. there's just so many of those questions that I'm like, I don't, I don't know if those are ever going to get answered. And I, I'm afraid they're just going to keep saying other guys or, you know, you're just being vague in all these secrets. And I, I don't want them to be vague. I want them to answer stuff. So this just gave another layer of, uh, did I say that word vagities before? Was that, is that a word? I got to Google this. Is that a word? I said that before. Be. I Let's mean, see. at this point in the mailbag, it might as well be. Vagities. 
Bay. Nope, that's not. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Biguity. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what I meant. I don't know what that is. Vagity is a word, but um, I don't know if you can add an S on. I don't. I don't know. I'm not a scholar. Um, okay. So uh, another thing was Bumpy is uh, Philip's son. Well, uh, Bumpy was confirmed to be a she in this. So you got a daughter, man. Congratulations. <laughs> That's hilarious, actually. Yeah. Um, speaking of on the, on the Bumpy, um, but prior to this, remember, I, I loved the Bumpy. I was on the Bumpy train. I wanted everything to do with the Bumpy. But then the Bumpy became very popular. And when some, some oh my goodness, when something becomes really popular, no, don't tell me. I don't know. I start to back out of it. So oh, I mean, no. I love the Bumpy, but now everything is about the Bumpy. Uh, so it's like, oh no! I heard everybody in the fan community was sending you a, a Bumpy figure. So, wow! I apologize for that. That stinks. <gasps> You're just gonna be I, like inundated with Bumpies that you just really despise. I have a shelf. <laughs> I, still, I still think they're adorable and the best thing ever but i hate that everyone else does too i don't know i hate well, come on just love it everybody else loves. just love it together it's okay <sighs> it's fine we all love it's bumpy like, i i've i've had bumpy in my hand this whole recording i have like aww. this little the little mini figure bumpy um i still have not found the the um other uh three and three quarter inch i don't even know if that's the right scale or not for that figure um, it's a little odd sized, but, um, I, I believe Tom was able to grab me one, so I should be good on that mm-hmm. front. Um, but, uh, f- oh, the live tour too. Um, he mentioned the soft cannon <laughs> and, uh, look, live tour has been mentioned to be soft cannon. Like I said earlier, I, I, I see it as canonical. Soft cannon is not a thing, which means it's not canon. Uh, this uh, Camp Cretaceous is supposed to be full canon. It's supposed to be real. It's supposed to count. Um, and soft cannon, unfortunately, does not count. Um, I guess when it comes down to brass tacks. Um, so mm-hmm. Camp Cretaceous counts. We've heard it from the the showrunners themselves. I flat out asked them. I know people have been a little confused, so I just flat out asked them, and they're like, yes. Um, and again, that was their intention, so who knows? But um, yeah, I think that's about it. And that's a, I'm glad that you got to see the show, Philip. Uh, that's awesome that you got to see it right before all this happened. It's a bummer that it like shut down. Uh, you know, I feel like at a certain point, actually, I saw it right before this all shut down, too. It was honestly like two weeks before everything shut down, two or three weeks. Um, and um, there was an issue. There was like several issues in that um, that one that I saw. There was like things were breaking apart that weren't supposed to break apart at a certain point. And uh, mm. there was like no no dinosaur in one moment. And they actually like had to cut the scene a little short. And I'm like, well, I feel like most people are not noticing these things, but this is my third time seeing it. So I've, mm-hmm. I'm definitely noticing these things, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, it's a live ongoing thing. And I've actually seen people, uh, say that's maybe why it's soft cannon is because it's not a consistent show day to day, which I mean, I guess that's a fair point. If it's, if you're breaking it down to consistency, but 
on the script, there is a story, and they, that's the story that they stick with. It just so happens that there's technical issues. So, you know, it, it's a live moving thing that uh, does have faults sometimes. So, unfortunately, that's the case. But um, it seems like you got a great show otherwise. But, uh, yeah, I think um, I think that was about it for that one. Thank you, Philip. Where, what do we have next? What do we got? Where's my Where's my notes? I left my notes. Uh, we have an email here from Charles, and Charles asks uh, or says, "Hey, I was wondering what's your opinion on the new Jurassic World DLC for Minecraft?" Oh my! So, what on it, earth is that? <laughs> I love that. Um, so, Minecraft, if you don't know, it's kind of like a uh, it's it's like an open world kind of thing where you've got very blocky characters and everything is a block. Uh, I don't know the official term. I think there is an actual name for these blocks. But um, it's it's kind of like a block world that you can deconstruct. You can construct absolutely everything. Um, and it's, it's pretty amazing. I love it. It's very cartoony and kitty looking. But I think there's a lot of cool uh, intricacy to the experience in itself um and i've been i've been a avid player of it for years i've i've been playing it for a long time actually well i guess since uh since my xbox 360 and then i bought it again for my ps4 um and then i did get the dlc for jurassic world i have not played it a ton um i've been very very busy uh (laughs) recently so i have not gotten to play it and you know what's one of those things is at the beginning of this pandemic i was playing video games constantly um, and my son was taking naps in the middle of the day during the pandemic and I'm home and he's taking a nap for like an hour or two hours. And sometime in the middle of this pandemic, naps just stopped happening completely. So he doesn't take any more naps. So I don't, I don't have that nice midday playing time where I was like live streaming certain games and stuff like that. And playing a lot of the Jurassic. I was playing like Jurassic world evolution for a while. Um, and I did end up playing Minecraft, but, uh, that time has dwindled. So I got to get back into it, but I will say my, my, uh, first initial, you know, thoughts on it were, were that it was pretty amazing. I, I thought it was really, really incredible the world that they built, you know, you you start up the game and you create a world like you build. A, it builds a world for you. It populates it. And it's a fully built world with Jurassic World, like the entirety of Jurassic World is there. Um, and there's also elements of the old park and, and stuff like that. And you, there's water, there's a monorail, there's gyrospheres that you can ride there's it has everything there's vehicles that you can drive um it's extremely immersive and i just i thought it was pretty incredible they've got a bunch of dinosaurs in there um and i was just honestly shocked i i wasn't sure what to expect i kind of thought i would be buying like a a dlc pack where i could build certain elements but instead it was already pre-populated and you know you you get on the monorail from the the dock like they do in the movies and it was like i was like living the movie it was very very cool i felt honestly like in a way more immersed than when i played jurassic world evolution which of course is a much more visual thing like it looks nearly identical to the aesthetic of the films but um this game was it's more cartoony but i felt way more immersed in the fact that i could be on the ground level experiencing this park 
the way people did in the films in a, in a way. Um, so that was very cool. I, I didn't get to go to like main street. Actually, I actually decided to take the long way around. And then I was like exploring all this other stuff. I got to see the old visitor center. The old visitor center is in there. It's kind of destroyed inside. And the, 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 um, attention to detail in this game is astounding. Like they, they really, really nailed it. Um, so I don't know, Jen, do you have any kind of uh, video game systems at all or no? Uh, well, I, I did as a, as a kid, I was really into it, but I mean, the last video game system I personally owned was Nintendo GameCube. So that should tell you oh, a lot. I love that. I love that system. That was a good one. So you guys don't have any, you don't have any PlayStation um, 4s or no, I mean, we have my, my old, like we, we brought all my old stuff. Like he has Nintendo 64s. I think the last one he had Wow. never had PlayStation. He doesn't, he doesn't play games either. That's, um, that's and, so, so surprising to me. I feel like Josh would be a gamer. I feel like he should be playing. No, What's he doing? I know. He, he, no, I mean, we have Nintendo 64. Um, Cause we're, <laughs> on yeah. 90s baby, so I have, I have it too. Yeah. Yeah, and then I mean I got Sega Genesis, and I have we regular one. Nintendo, and <laughs> nothing past that. I don't think he's ever. He might have had an Xbox, but I don't know if they still oh. have it. It might be in the garage or something. But I think he went up to an Xbox. Well, maybe. You know, you guys should pick one up on the cheap. Maybe once uh, PS Five comes out, maybe pick up uh, a PS Four or something. <laughs> and and play this thing because i feel like you guys would really dig it it's it's pretty fun and you can change your characters to be the characters from the films and um i i just had a blast with it um i did experience a lot of glitching on mine um where the frame rates wouldn't move fast enough for like the vehicles to to quickly move around i don't know if it's because i have an uh, you know an older ps4 at this point um or if i have too much stuff stored on there and it's just not working or operating correctly but uh it was very difficult to move around the island in a vehicle without it like shuddering all over the place or barely moving so that was that was an issue but um otherwise i thought it was pretty pretty awesome but yeah oh, it sounds you. awesome <laughs> i wouldn't mind playing that because I, yeah. I i played i used someone else's game system to play the jurassic world lego and that was that was fun um and this kind of sounds the same kind of thing. Like you, you, you go in and you create things, you build blocks and you're in a world of blocks. Sounds like the Lego game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a completely different experience, but I, mean, I, have I no think, idea, I think if you're going to go I from, I would like it. if you're going to go from Nintendo 64 and Sega and then instantly <laughs> play this game, that's a good upgrade. That's like a nice little, yeah, it's I, a very I hear simple that transition. Video games evolved a little bit since but, then. But not even this one. This one's kind of, it looks kind of retro and old school in a way, and it's very blocky. So I think like it's a nice, easy transition for you guys to get back into it. Yeah, it's probably been like 15 years since I played a video <laughs> game. Maybe more. <laughs> I'm probably going to go play one after this. So, um, <laughs> But uh, thank you, Charles. Let's move over to an MP3 uh, that was sent over from Muzzamil. Uh, again, I, I apologize if I mispronounce that, but uh, Muzzamil uh, sent us a voicemail. So uh, MP3 actually to our email address, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Let's take a listen. Hi, so in Jurassic World Dominion, we are seeing the reintroduction of Biosyn and other rival companies. So my question is, a rival company such as Manticore, how should it be handled in Dominion 
uh, versus future live action entries. Thank you. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. Um, mm. How should it be handled in Dominion versus future live action? Um, I don't know. Um, I think, and this is like that struggle that we were kind of, it's so funny. We're on the nose here. Uh, we were talking about <laughs> earlier with uh, the evolution of Claire, right? The fact that uh, there is another company there. So we have off the top of our heads, we have um, Biosyn. We have, well, obviously we have InGen somewhere. I don't know, lingering around maybe somewhere. Uh, we have uh, Mosby Health from the evolution of Claire. And then we have Manticore from Camp Cretaceous. So that's four separate companies. Plus, um, we don't know who any of those people were from the auction sequence, you know, in mm-hmm. fa- in Fallen Kingdom. So whether they're individuals, whether they're companies, I don't know. Um, we've been talking a lot about this on like uh, other segments. I think me and Tom speculated on, because we did a bunch of breakdowns uh, watching the show a little bit early, we did a bunch of breakdowns together and we talked about, you know, maybe it's kind of like Biosyn is like an umbrella for all of these other companies, you know, to kind of hold them or, or maybe they change their name or something along those lines. I mean, maybe they're all working together as one. But um, and, and an interesting detail about Manticore was the fact um, I, I believe Sammy had pointed it out in the show that like or somebody I, I don't remember exactly who. Somebody had pointed it out in the show that um, uh, they – hold on. Let me just find the the the, the question or the point here. Um, so the ranch was in trouble. Folks borrowed money, and it was a front for Manticore, all right? And then Manticore is the bioengineering company that it's rivals with Mizrani. So it seems like – oh, it seems like a recent company – but then there was that statement about Wu beat them to dinosaurs. So it's like Manticore has been around since the early 90s or even earlier when Wu first created dinosaurs. Huh. That's that, that was like a very interesting statement to me that, you know, Manticore has been around this whole time. And Mosby Health, uh, which, you know, was from the novel, was around in the early 2000s when Claire went to um you know to the island as, uh under the uh whatever that was that she went with what was it what was it called again uh in in her uh, uh it was it oh my gosh what's what was that college internship there it is i almost said yeah. intervention claire we have something mm-hmm. we have to we have to talk to you about you know you're a little too obsessed with uh dinosaurs i don't know um <laughs> dogs i think she, no lizards what was it she had like a pet lizard or something didn't she i don't know um <laughs> what is happening i don't know i'm trying to remember details Find for that book and i can't i can't it's impossible i can't remember anything that's why i have to look at my notes and find my notes and then do all this stuff over and over again um look they they keep adding more and more things to canon and i can't remember it all um it was so easy when it was just five films <laughs> now it's a whole bunch of stuff you got to keep track of yep um, so I think in, in, in Dominion, it's going to be interesting. Like, I don't expect them to, to discuss this at all. Like, I just, I feel like that's the way Jurassic works is they like put something out, but never refer back to it in a way. 
So I don't know that we're going to get any kind of tie in here outside of like little things here and there. And I, I don't know. I just don't think we're going to get name drops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're going to talk about any of the kids uh, from the from the show. I don't think we're going to get a Manticore name drop. I mean, maybe. It, but it, the only thing it, I, I could foresee it being is like like um, something like Mills did in Fallen Kingdom where he's like, Sorna, blah, blah, blah. It's all in the past. <laughs> you know, like something like that. I, I think that maybe like you get dodged and it's like, Mosby Health, Manicore. It's all in the past. <laughs> um, yeah. Biosyn is the future. I, yeah, I kind of agree because that's that's where I guess some of that frustration comes from. Like, oh, when are they going to go into that? When are they going to mention that more? It's always just in the movies anyways. It's always just going to be an offhanded comment, a, something on a on a computer screen, a binder, whatever. It's just going to just be around it's not there's not gonna be a story ever devoted to it it's never gonna be fully explained it's never gonna be part of a huge i don't i don't think it'll ever be part of a huge story i mean i'd be really surprised if any time was spent on any of those companies even in the story that we have with dominion i mean even though the whole point of it is probably companies um taking the research and all this i i don't i don't know i can't see it being focused on that portion i i think it's being more focused on basically everything else but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I I think they've got enough to do already. Um, and it does seem like, you know, over, over these past several months, it seems like little tidbits are, are Mm -hmm. kind of relayed to us. So we're like trying to piece together all these little interesting details. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I feel like this is going to be a very, very packed film. And I've said that like since the start of this production, so now we're nearing the end, and I, I'm continually saying that because the little details keep popping up. Wow. So if, if they were to say, like, yeah, we're adding other companies in this outside of BIOS, and I'm like, all right, now again, what are you doing? What is this? Well, you, you know what? I'm kind of afraid of the trap that um, we fell into with the Fallen Kingdom. And in the trailers, they showed those snippets of the Mosasaurus in the ocean and, and the T-Rex with the lion. Like, they showed all those snippets, and we're like, oh, where are they going to do all uh, this? Like, how are they going to fit all this? And then in the movie, it's literally just the snippets that we already saw, So, which was a major letdown um, yep, and frustrating. Huge. So in this case, I think it's going to be the same thing. We see, okay, little snippets are here and here, and it probably will just be those little snippets. That's it. It's not. There's not going to be a big story built on it, same way that there wasn't a big story built with the T-Rex and the lion, which is very disappointing. That, I mean... It, it... That was that was a big bummer. Yeah, definitely those ending sequences, the fact that they were in the trailers, like and and most of Malcolm's dialogue was in the trailers. It's kind of like, oh, why did they do that? Maybe that's why they did it was because they were very short sequences and stuff like that and they were pretty cool looking, but yeah. it, it is a bummer that like a majority of the ending was shown right there mm-hmm. in the trailer. And, you know, that that uh T-Rex sequence um was expanded upon in those motion comics and ultimately it ended up being like a huge bust if that's what they're going to stick with as their official story um you know there wasn't really anything cool cooler than that moment of the t-rex facing off against the lion but um yeah well i guess like in a trailer you expect to see snippets of scenes and then when you see the little tease in the snippet you're like well i want to see the rest of that scene i can't wait to see the rest yeah, of that yeah, the in rest. context. And, 
And then you, you get those all those snippets in a row and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to see where all this goes like to get like further on. And you're just so frustrated whenever the snippet is the movie. And it's like, oh my goodness, that's that's not what a trailer is for. That was awful. I hope they don't do yeah. that again. Um, I know they will. You know it. I know. They, they're definitely going to do it. That's universal for you. I'm dreading um, that. I'm so just don't watch so it. Much. That's that's what we have to tell ourselves is don't watch yeah. it. We can As do I that. Right? And literally... <laughs> Frame by frame, cap it. Okay. I know, I know. It's never going to happen. I, I I don't know any way around it. Um, no. But it, as far as like maybe future, because he mentioned like even past that further, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I feel like we're over uh, saturated with companies like this. So I don't know if they would really even refer to them like those specific ones again. Um, in future installments because the first one in the novel uh, uh claire the claire novel was like something about like a a treatment for something right it was about like a rapid healing or something i think i forget that sounds very fake to me but maybe it's accurate i don't remember <laughs> um I don't but uh in like years yeah it's been a while that. it's been a while uh, i like that i was like i was recording i think with who was I recording with Aaron or Tom? I think it was Tom. And, um, I like, I ducked down and it was a video recording. I ducked down to try to find the book and I'm like scouring through like a, uh, a drawer. And it turns out I didn't have it in there. But like, I was like, am I really going to find this moment that I'm looking for in this like <laughs> several hundred page novel? Like right away. No, I'm probably not. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, and then what was I talking about? I don't know. Um, Oh, and uh, this one here in Camp Cretaceous was, I mean, I guess we don't really know. I guess they were trying to make dinosaurs as well, since it seemed like we beat them to making dinosaurs and all that. So, um, yeah, I guess they're trying to make dinosaurs. So they could be the more interesting company here. Um, If the other one was more of a pharmaceutical application, this one seems to be more of a bioengineering application. So maybe... But um, maybe they ended up being a part of uh, Fallen Kingdom at the end. I'm, I'm sure that would be plausible. Um, but, yeah, I have no clue. But, uh, what, yeah, why don't we move on to the next one? It's uh, from our contact form on our website. You guys can go to JurassicParkPodcast.com. Uh, we do have a contact page there, and you can fill out the form. This one comes from Brett, and it says the subject is Camp Cretaceous. Uh, hello. I want to first say that I'm sorry I haven't sent any voicemails. It's okay, man. Uh, I know they're easier for you, Brad. Yes, I mean, sure, they are. Uh, (laughs) So first, I wanted to point out that on August 14th, I turned 11. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Brett. Um, And it says, I'm in my first year of middle school next Monday. Good luck. I mean, I'm sure you've been in it already since it's it's (laughs) nearly September 14th. Um, uh, And it says, I sent an email for the August mailbag, but you didn't get to it. And that makes me angry. I am so sorry, Brett. Aww, I, I apologize. <laughs> That's because we didn't do a mailbag. Yeah. And I honestly, I don't know if I got to it this time around. I have no clue. Um, I got very <laughs> sidetracked with all the emails. Um, and this says, uh, oh, but with that out of the way, I have a couple predictions for Camp Cretaceous. First, I wanted oh, to say no. that in, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. In one of Clayton Fioriti's videos, uh, he showed us the Stegoceratops is a canon dinosaur. Uh, on one of those computers in a lab at the end, there was a picture of what seems to be a Stegoceratops. That's all I have to say. 
Bye. Thank you, Brett. Um, so that's it. A couple predictions for Camp Cretaceous. Um, sorry, Brett, you didn't, you didn't, I don't think you relate them. Um, no. but, uh, at least the, the Stegoceratops is a canon dinosaur. Uh, well, it's, it's a canonical. Canonical. Thing. It's yeah. I'm I'm going all out with my words. Wow. I brought I brought out a dictionary today, guys. Um, <laughs> so it is a canonical creation. I I don't know if I would call it a canon dinosaur because we have no evidence that it was actually created. Right? We we saw it on the screen. So therefore, you know, sure you could you could I guess say it's a canon dinosaur, but I'm not going to call it that until they actually make it and we see it. Um, so they, they were trying to build it at least. We know that they were attempting to, um, via that information on the screen. Um, uh, but who knows if how, you know, how far they actually got with that process, if it was actually possible or not, I don't know. Um, but, uh, it is an interesting detail for sure that, you know, other hybrids were on the mind. Um, and we've seen that played out a lot in, in stuff like the Lego, uh, series and stuff They they, you know, create a bunch of weird things. Um, I love seeing all the the fun that the the Lego series has with uh, different creations and uh, dinosaur choices and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, Stegoceratops is a pretty awesome creation. I think it's really, really cool. I would have loved to have seen it in live action. We do have a good rendering of it, I believe. Or maybe we don't. I forget if that was like fan created or not. I don't remember. Ah, I forget. Um, but, um, but yeah, it it is a really cool looking thing. Um, Hasbro did create a Stegoceratops toy back in the day. I think there was like maybe one or two versions of it. I forget, but, um, yeah, it was a, it was a fun little toy. It's not the best toy in the world, but at least they made something for it. Um, so yeah. What's your thoughts on the Stegoceratops? Uh, um, well, I know that it's a fan favorite. I know that I see it on Twitter a lot and I see people talk talk about it a lot and they want it in films and I, I don't know, I just see it hyped up in the fandom, but I honestly don't know if it where where that even came from. It, like it just appeared it seemed one day and everyone talked about it, but I don't I don't know if it's like even that on the radar of people in the, making the movies and doing all the stuff cuz I never really saw presence for it outside of the fandom, so I don't. I don't know. I, I it's fine. It's it's okay. I don't. I don't love it to pieces, but I don't know. I I don't really know much about it other than just it's everywhere within the fandom. Yeah, I I think it's one of those like yeah fan favorite things for sure, and something we all kind of wish was was put on screen in some capacity. But um, yeah, it's a fun thing. Again, I don't know like canonically it's in the films as uh an image on a screen but was it a, was it a real dinosaur did they ever create it i don't know yeah. but um yeah, yeah I, don't know. But I remember it really taking off after that oh yeah the the love Fandom for that thing wise. yeah i don't know if it hit bumpy levels but uh it was a pretty fun thing <laughs> <laughs> so next up we have a contact here from a contact form a submission from tyler um and uh this says let's see do y'all think that Jurassic World really would have completely closed because the dinosaurs escaped? At the end of Jurassic World, only Blue, Tyrannosaurus, and the Pteranodons were loose. 
Zoos have animal escape and don't close. Uh, a good example is at the Audubon Zoo. A jaguar escaped last year and killed a few animals before being contained, and it was only closed a few days. Even with the injuries and lawsuits, would they completely close it? Um, I feel like it would have been easier and more profitable to contain the remaining dinosaurs and have an, another reopening. What do you all think? That's from Ooh, this Tyler. This is a fun question. Yeah. Actually, actually, I'm reading a fanfic right now that does exactly that. Um, and I think this might have been more the angle I would have enjoyed um, for at least the first half of Jurassic World. I think I, I think I would have uh, Fallen Kingdom. Sorry, the next one. Um, the sequel. I think that's what I would have liked, at least for the first half of the sequel. Um, yeah. I, I. But anyway, in the fanfic, um, what they do and like what I think would have made sense exactly as he said um because of Mizrani dying um clears the whole owns the whole thing discharge the whole thing and they go back and it takes about three weeks i think it took about three weeks to collect all the dinosaurs and all of that and then the mosasaurus actually dies because no one feeds it for for that period of time and then the t-rex they had to um kill the t-rex and then they plan on opening just with herbivores Wow, they kill it. They kill the T Rex um, because oh my gosh, I can't remember why, but it makes sense that they had to put the T Rex down, and yeah, the Mosasaurus died from not being fed, and it it's just it seems more realistic. I I agree with this with this person because I I do think they would have wanted to reopen, and it's it really is interesting. So it goes into like um in what investors would want, what like people feel safe with, and and. And in the fic, they get sold out like for six months. So it is something the fan fiction public wanted. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that would make sense. I, and yeah, you have to go through the lawsuits and all of that. But then you re you recover with okay. Well, how do we spin this? And how do we how do we get it back running? Because you're they're right. Like only certain ones kind of escaped, and and then they spend time like collecting them, and and they just want to open with herbivores. So. I like that. I liked that idea in the fic. I like that idea as the at least the first part of the sequel. And I like Claire being in charge of the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I like I like that idea a lot. And I agree. I think that's more realistic a little bit. That, oh, definitely. I, I agree that like a lot of it seems very convenient for the story, I guess, that they wanted to tell. Um, but I love that idea of them attempting to try to reopen and stuff like that. I think we've probably touched on it like minimally in the, in the past um, about reopening. Um, I'm trying to look through here because outside of anything in the DPG or on the DPG website, what else would there be to stop them from saying we tried, we tried to reopen Nobody would come, you know, it, it, the, it just plummeted. Um, honestly, yeah. like it could very well if say, for instance, they were to mention something in the next movie that like kind of paralleled in a way, sadly, what's going on in theme parks now, where right now we're seeing, um, you know, tons of, of layoffs, especially, you know, at Walt Disney World and and Universal as well. Um, tons of layoffs at these these theme parks um, because they either can't reach their numbers or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I could see that being a thing. It's like, well, you know, they're making a parallel. Like, you, you know, we tried to reopen, 
but due to outbreaks and stuff, people were too afraid to come. Um, and I mean, outbreaks as far as dinosaurs are concerned, like they're like people had had enough, you know, there had been issues in the past and, and this was the last straw or something like that. And Mm -hmm. people refused to come or, or maybe they say they reopened and, and there was another issue and, and people were like, no, that's it. We're done. You know? Well, you know, they could have got there. They could have, they could have still got where they wanted to go because they could have played the volcano aspect, um, on, like, they could have tried to reopen, and they could have either been in the process of reopening, maybe for the sequel, they never would have actually got to the reopening period, or they'd be at the reopening period somewhere in there, and then the volcano goes off, and so they're already at the islands, they don't have a reason to go back, they're already, they're already there, and then the volcano, and then maybe Mills and his people take that as an opportunity to like everyone's distracted with the volcano then they come in just like normal and take all the dinosaurs and then the boat and everything happens as normal but i don't know that first i I would have felt so much better with that because i i don't like the dpg stuff i don't like (laughs) claire at all i i I would have been in my element and loving to death the sequel if it would have been like that imagine like i guess a world where fallen kingdom opens up with uh a theme park that is is uh, you know cutting its losses and it's ended ending ending its uh, operation. You know, I don't know if you would see the final day or anything like that, but that would be really really interesting to see like that final moment of sadness between the the the, the members of the their employees there, yes. like, you know, saying goodbye to the final guests, oh closing down the park, and then realizing they have to go back to the real world or something. But at the same time, they're they're dealing with the Senate and the, and 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 people like mm-hmm. Ian Malcolm who are saying, no, we oh, cannot transfer. We can't transfer these to another island. And and you know, bring bring the volcano into it. Of course, mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. know they're closing it, but it just so happens. Well, no, actually, I think it would be great to close it because of the volcano. That would be a, mm-hmm. a really interesting way to look at it. And it's not like, you know, they're like, well, the the UN is not letting us transfer these dinosaurs to a new location. We have to keep them on this island um, and we're, you know, we're not allowed to move forward. And, and unfortunately, that's where the DPG comes in and then tries to save things or, or and Mills does his his business. Yeah, I mean, um, you can have shady people trying to sell off the dinosaurs. They have, you're right, because they're closing the parks. So they have to do something with you have to figure out what they want to do with it. And then you have the volcano and then you can have people trying to sell off the dinosaurs, people trying to steal them. You, I mean. It, it would be so it, it, you'd get to the same place you can easily just go right to the mansion same place because with the volcano you could have um everyone trying to escape and all that and then owen and claire happening to be on that boat like it could happen the same way up to that point and then um get to the mansion and do that whole thing and go where you are now but oh my goodness that would have been so good that's what i that's what i didn't know i wanted until we put this all together and now (laughs) oh my gosh that is the sequel because the whole time i'm like what did i want out of the sequel because this wasn't it and i I was trying to piece it together but oh my goodness this this is what i wanted in the sequel like so bad i i'm having a moment you could have had together until now and imagine it would have been a really interesting transition because um, you know, they before the movie came out, they set up the evolution of Claire, right? Which is perfectly uh, uh, into our conversation where Claire was um, into politics and stuff like that, right? And then she trans- transitioned into working at Jurassic World. So in this case, she works at Jurassic World at the beginning of Fallen Kingdom and then has to transfer out of that back into politics and trying to save these dinosaurs and it just 
it's like a perfect parallel, which I'm I'm mad that it didn't happen. I'm kind of mad. And the way that uh, – who was this? I'm sorry. I, I lost track of my notes here. Um, uh, where did my notes go? They disappeared completely. Uh, that was from Tyler. So Ty, uh, that Tyler had said like, you know, obviously a lot of these places have outbreaks and open right back up. So that would have been so perfect to see them open yeah. back up. And and a lot of the issues in Jurassic is the fact that we don't learn from our experiences. And, you know, it, it's become a meme. It's like anytime something like that happens in real life, they make that parallel with Jurassic Park. And it's like, look, they tried to open another park, you know, stuff like that. It's It happens all the time in real life. We see that a lot um, where we just don't learn from our experiences. And that would have been another version of it where it's like, well, the, the park continued as as planned. You know, they, they controlled everything. Yes, there was a few thousand angry, uh, you know, park attendants, but people still wanted to go and people were still itching to go. I mean, look, honestly, we're living through it right now with the fact that the theme parks closed for months, you know, they clo- in real life, they closed for months because of COVID. And then people are still attending despite, you know, potential issues, um, you know, what you're seeing in the bubble in the NFL. It's like people are still attending despite the, the, the issues. So I think reopening Jurassic World would have been perfect and i'm i'm actually really man i'm really bummed that that didn't happen like having a huge moment because the character development for claire would have been epic epic because she'd open the park and be the whole thing and then everyone would be like why are you doing this like what are you stupid it happened the first like they'd be so everyone would be like it would just be awful but then but then you, you you have that whole thing that play the whole thing with her like well yeah it's bad but Oh, how can you pass up this opportunity? Like this is what you, you worked for and she always wanted. But then when all this happens, then that's the transition. You see the transition into the DPG Claire there throughout the first half of the film. And then by the 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 half that you get to the mansion, she's already the DPG Claire that you would that you you got. Like she she kind of went because I know she did that transition there from Jurassic World, same kind of thing. But I just feel like that's what you, you should have gotten a sequel because she's not the same, but she's a little different. And she would have been in a different position and you still would have saw like that ambitious, like I, I have this opportunity. I can't like, I can't not take it. So that's a nice inner struggle. And then you get to see the transition to the DPG Claire it would have been so much better for me because what we got, oh my gosh, it's, it's just such a disappointment. There's no <laughs> transition. It's just like apples and oranges and depressing, but Oh man, if they would have done that, and then we could have saw more parts of the park. And oh. yeah, I'm I'm just like I'm. I love it. I love any moment of more operating theme park. Uh, that's why I've loved live tour. Even though there wasn't operating, but um, mostly operate. It was like very small portion operating, and then mostly not operating. But you got to see more aspects of the park. Camp Cretaceous showed us more aspects of the park. But like, yeah, imagine seeing like all the the final guests leave and then seeing that defeat on Claire's face, you know, because like maybe it would have been a struggle to say that she continued working there. Maybe somebody would have had an issue or she could have gotten spared somehow and put in charge. You know, she is the new Mizrani in a way like where she is, is the head of everything. Um, And Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, like, honestly, like having her mentally deal with the defeat of it not working, yeah. but, but it didn't work because of 
her. It worked. It didn't work because there's literally a volcano that's about to explode, um, and they have to evacuate the park. So her dreams are just kind of disappearing. Everything that would have been everything because yeah, that's the first time. Um, kind of was her fault, and then the second time, and she gets that opportunity, she takes it, and then all of this happens, and it's just yeah, it's out of her hands. And then into the part of okay, what happens to the dinosaurs? You the total good transition into business to like okay i care for these animals now like that's the transition that you needed right right there like when you see them in danger in that moment because you're first of all you're 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 there you know and then it happens in front of you and now there's a volcano and you're like well the park's gone okay but now what do we do with the animals and that's when she cares about the animals that's what i needed yeah honestly like they could have made you believe it just by uh one you know during her final goodbyes like saying like Oh, these past few years, I've just gotten to love so many of these dinosaurs and, you know, I've gotten so close with them and worked directly with them. And then all of a sudden you believe the DPG in a little bit more, you know, or or like she doesn't, she sees them as numbers and all of that until that and a job and position and opportunity, ambition, all of that. And then when they're actually put in danger and when there's actually no hope for the park coming back, no hope for the island coming back, like it's a, a huge danger for everybody. And whenever that's that's the case and and then she could she could really be pulled down to earth and be like okay now we gotta we worked hard for them now now they have to be safe like now they're they're animals and like oh my goodness the transition would have been beautiful it would have been just the first half of the movie and we could have just went right on that boat into the mansion just like normal oh yeah why did that not happen oh Uh... that's the secret Look, I'm so sorry, everybody. I I feel like I do that. We do this constantly, especially in this segment. It's like we just give you some like amazing fan theories and fan fiction. And uh, this is again, it's another. Yeah, it's another one of those best moments, I think, that could have happened and should have happened. Um, But yeah, it definitely didn't happen. Now, I we we've given some good ones, but I mean, that one. This is the one. I think this is the one. It might be, yeah. It really might be. Honestly, and I said at the beginning, like, there's nothing that really says that they didn't reopen, right? I mean, I I think, the, like I said, the DPG site, um, I I, I didn't scour the entire thing. But, you know, there's many articles and stuff written. There is probably some element in there that says that they just abandoned. I think I did read something that says they abandoned it or whatever. But, like, um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I'm trying to scour through still. But um, let's say we, we disregard the DPG stuff and we continue along with Camp Cretaceous, right? So Jurassic World Dominion won't answer any of those questions probably still. But maybe Jurassic uh, World Camp Cretaceous answers the question that they tried to reopen or something like that. That could be an interesting way to showcase it. And then say for instance, like season two or season three, we get uh, an iteration of Claire Deering attempting to turn the park into something salvageable Um, and maybe just making it uh, herbivores or something, even though, despite the fact that, you know, the reason it it ended up down with its downfall is because people wanted something that had more teeth. Um, But it could it could be interesting to see, you know, at the end of Camp Cretaceous, <clears throat> everybody's gone except for the kids, right? I, I did talk about this, I think, with Aaron and Tom, the fact that, like, 
It seems a little absurd that literally nobody is left at the end of that show, and except for the kids. Um, I would assume, assume that, like, at least the military or some, uh, like, a tactical team or something would go back to try to see what's going on on the island. If if Is anybody still there? Are there any, you know, and especially with Dave and Roxy literally standing in front of people saying, there are still kids on the island. Nobody is listening yeah. to us. Why would you not go back? Um, I, I feel like there would be people going back and then eventually, you know, they, they corral the dinosaurs again and attempt to restart. Like that would be an interesting completely different direction for Camp Cretaceous that I I just wouldn't expect. And I think it would be kind of mind-blowing for a lot of people. Oh, man. That would that would blow my mind. Um, although I, I wish I could see it in movie form. But, wow. Sure. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> there's so many things that could happen there, right? Because then it could have been so many different reasons why Claire would have taken it over. And there's going to be so many different avenues for how that could have happened. So many different, like motives behind there and then that could have had my layers of like just that i always wanted like just because you know i always wanted her to have like a, a little extra um just like backup plans and just just an extra little um for everything like when she was talking to mills i always wanted to have like extra backup plans so just all of her ducks in, in a row right so whenever this comes up i just i just feel like there's so many different ways that you, she could have landed into that or they could have been even kind of like blackmail you like oh well this you're you're under contract and you and we need this to be open to recoup our money so you have to do this and you're yeah. you, like there could just be so many so many ways to have gotten her back on there whether she wanted it or not or maybe a mix maybe she, yeah she really wanted yeah. the power but then like oh i don't know and then they maybe they had stuff on her like there's so many like they could clear her name if if she gets their money back or something. Like there's so many cool ways that Ugh. would have made me really happy, <laughs> really really happy. And then even the transition into what we have now, I would not have stung like it did. That's that's yeah, that's everything I wanted. Oh my gosh, that is so okay, sad. I, I still I still think they can play with the time period a little bit. You know. Uh, uh, I think it was Colin um, at this point had said uh, that, you know, the beginning of Fallen Kingdom, which was the opening five minutes that that where they tried to get the, the uh, Indominus Rex bone that apparently takes place weeks to months later after Jurassic World. So they could and that was not officially canonically spoken at any point in the films outside of an interview with Colin. So they could they could tweak that and say that that was like uh, two years later or something. And and with the, uh, uh, you know, the rapid growth rate of these dinosaurs, the Indoraptor grew very quickly after their experimentation for a year or six months or something like that, you know. Um, <clears throat> so they could play around that, that, that time and say that things got, you know, cleaned up and then all of a sudden destroyed again for some reason. I don't know. Oh man, that's the sequel we should have had. Could yeah. have got to the same place. Just so much more character development. So, so much more of what we want to see. So much more of the park we could have seen, and just so much more circumstances beyond anyone's control. Because, yeah, there's a volcano now in Fallen Kingdom, but it just seems like it's placed there to make all. It's just like a um a cat not a catalyst but uh like a convenience i guess the, the volcano yeah it's just like a plot point that you know forces yeah, them to do something it, yeah it feels, 
feels like that, which is sad. It shouldn't feel like that. Even if it is a plot point, it shouldn't shouldn't feel that way. And it always felt that way. It's just like, what, really? What? Like, no, this isn't even, um, make, doesn't, no. And it, it could have, they could have fixed that so much. And to a point where it wouldn't have felt that, like, blatant as this is this is how we're going to tell the story oh my gosh it would have been so good it would have been so good i would have been so happy and i feel like other people might might have been too but i would have been so happy yeah i think it would have been very very interesting but uh unfortunately it did not happen bummer yeah big bummer so we uh surprisingly are going to be on our final question which actually you know was that call that we had before and it looks like via the the transcription, uh, it looks like it says it's from Ethan. So maybe is this the same Ethan from before? I don't know. Let's find out. Hey, Brad. Um, this is Ethan. Um, I I have a feeling that everybody's going to be uh, calling about Camp Cretaceous, so I'm going to throw a curveball, and I'm going to ask you about something else. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the thing that so, – um, are you excited? And I'm going to ask the question that I have for you guys is, are you hyped for the new episodes of Primal coming out on the 4th of October? Because, oh, my gosh, they look so cool. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> and I was wondering if you guys um, are excited as I am. And are you excited to hear that um, Primal, Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal, is also going has been greenlit for a second season? So I was wanting to wondering um i was wanting to get your thoughts on that um love the podcast i especially love the jurassic wire um and i hope you guys take care stay safe and have a great day look ethan you had to go and 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 throw curveballs here and just you finished it on a topic that doesn't fit in unfortunately we we were nailing it even that last one had nothing to do with anything else but we made it work we made it work I don't know if I can make this one work. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I know. So, <laughs> did you see the first? You didn't see the first season of this. I'm assuming. No, I never saw any of it. I I hear people that love it, but no, I haven't. Yeah, I gotta say, unfortunately, I have not seen it myself either. Uh, I know. Um, I have not seen it, and I did see that it was uh, you know, gonna have a second season. So that's very cool. I'm very excited. Um, I, it looked amazing and I heard amazing things about it, but it's not something I got a chance to see. Unfortunately, um, maybe at some point I'll, I'll get a chance to see. I think it was on, what was, what did he say? It's going to be on or something. Um, I thought I saw it on some streaming service recently, but, uh, I didn't, I didn't watch it, but how can it tie in the Camp Cretaceous yeah. Jurassic World live tour? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I cannot answer that. We can't even tangent off of that. No. Um, the uh, He loves, he said the word greenlit. Um, no, can't, t- green, islands green. There's a lot of greenery on the, no, that doesn't work. Um, more. Uh, yeah, no, I guess you're right. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, ash. Um, and actually, you know, speaking of that, there's, you know, there's a lot of i guess there's probably i don't know if it's still happening is there a lot of ash flying around in the west coast I, with all the fires i uh, hope everybody's okay out there i don't know yeah. does that, that that doesn't tie in either but mm. i don't know i have nothing sorry well, Ethan. 
You threw us, for you threw us a curveball. On this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that brings us to the end of the October <laughs> Jurassic Mailbag. <laughs> this is the end. It was a, just a huge climax of the end here. Oh, you know, we reached it. It was just like the pinnacle of podcasting at the very end. And then Ethan called. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. We sorry, were sorry. That was, a, that was an experience. I felt that in my cells. Now I'm just going to be sad. Like, for the rest of forever, I'm just going to be sad for what could we could have gotten. And it would have just been so good. Yeah, Damn. I know. What are, what are you going to do? Oh, you're going to write it. You got to do the fan fiction. Somebody listen to this. Somebody write it. Or uh, draw some pictures. Do something. We want to see this. Act it out. I don't know what you got to do. Make it happen. I mean, you know, I'm actually kind of curious about the listeners. Um, if they would have liked that instead of what happened in Fallen Kingdom. Like, how, how would they have liked the idea of the park reopening? Because I know, on for me, I would have died of joy because i would have loved the whole thing and you seem to uh, like that option as well so like and fans come from every perspective so i wonder what other perspective fans um would have thought so i don't sure. know i'd like to hear people's thoughts of if they would have liked it reopening in the yeah beginning. yeah please reach out let us know um on the next mailbag Call us at 732-825-7763 or email us your voice memos on your phone. Just whip out that app and record yourself. Email it straight over to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about that idea of the park reopening. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and, and, and let us know about season two of Primal. Thank you, Ethan. I apologize for not being able to answer that too well, but you know, we try. We try. I guess did we? I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you, Jen. Thank you for joining me. I'm coughing here at the end of, of this. I don't know why, but thank you for joining uh, us, us here for another month of the mailbag. So, where can everybody find you? What have you been up to? What's going on? What are you doing? Well, you, you can find me at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89. You can always find me at the Bryce Dallas Howard Network at BDH Network and BryceDHoward.com for all your Bryce needs and Jurassic excitement. I've been posting some like Jurassic World flashbacks. So it's getting me excited. Yeah. Um, and then, yes. And then um, I do the Jurassic Vault, uh, JurassicVault.com for all of your Jurassic Park world, Lost World, Cretaceous needs um, can all be found at JurassicVault.com archiving your memories one pixel at a time is that like the the tagline for the website it is yes oh my god that's pretty awesome I like that I like that a lot (laughs) thank you on Twitter well I think it should be it's in the Twitter bio except uh, character wise I think I had to shorten it a little bit but that is the slogan archiving your memories (laughs) your Jurassic memories one pixel at a time Mm-hmm. I love that. That's pretty awesome. Great job. Yeah. Great job. I, uh, <laughs> well, what do you say? We uh, head out of here and uh, start collecting some voicemails and emails for the next mailbag. And uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about next time, but uh, let's fi- find a way to tie each and every question together, except for the last we one. Do. We always do. And then there's that <laughs> one that happens. But we always there's, do. There's it always, always one, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I will see you in November. Oh boy. All right. It's getting cold, maybe? We'll see. 
see you see you in November. Ten. Ten. Bye everybody. Happy Halloween. Thank you so, so much for listening to the 251st episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Thank you so much to Jen for joining me once again in the mailbag. It's, it feels like it's been so long since, we've, since we had a mailbag, and it has. It's been since August, and it's now October. Whenever we skip one month, it feels like nine months have been inserted into that one month of skipping. Uh, did that make any sense? Who knows? But, um, yeah, it's so great to get back to your voicemails, your emails, everything. And hopefully, guys, we have a lot of great stuff to answer uh, next month as well. I'm very excited. And make sure to let us know what you thought about the the whole, like, alternative Jurassic World story that we had going on there. It was a lot of fun just thinking about, or, you know, Fallen Kingdom. What 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 does the beginning of that movie look like if we, took, you know, completely change it and doesn't make you feel differently? Let us know. Like I said... Call our voicemail line, 732-825-7763. And, of course, you can email us your audio files. So if you have your your cell phone in front of you and you're listening to the episode, pause it. Go ahead and record a voice memo straight on your phone. Just hit that record button, send it over via email, or, you know, you can, of course, just email us some questions, too. And uh, if you want to, you can also uh, drop toys on the desk like I just did and make a lot of noise. But you can also... Um, go to our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com. Hit the contact form there and send us uh, a message right there. Nice and easy, guys. So thank you so much. I'm going to wrap this one up right here. It's been uh, so much fun, as it always is, every uh, mailbag, every first of the month when we hit the mailbag. So thank you so much. Send us some more stuff, and we'll get to it next time. Thank you. I hope you guys have a great week ahead of you. And uh, like I said, I think I... I said last week, make make this the best Jurassic week that you can possibly make it and be your ju- best Jurassic self, all that fun, corny stuff. Have fun out there, guys. Stay safe, of course, and enjoy. Thank you. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Please give us a follow on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy! Five minutes. Drop what you're doing.
doing and leave now. Okay, team, listen up. We've got a new predator on the loose. Not you, Blue. The predator we're talking about is the coronavirus. Now I'm gonna help you spot the main symptoms in the wild. First, watch out for a high fever. Second, a dry cough like this. Third, trouble breathing. It might even sound like this. Whoa, whoa, back up, Blue. Don't forget about social distancing. Keep at least six feet away from anyone you don't live with. Good job, Blue. We all have to be extra vigilant if we want to beat this virus, even if we don't have any symptoms. That means always protecting ourselves and each other. Because this virus, it's invisible. It's made up of germs just like these. It can literally be anywhere. It attacks our bodies. Oh, Blue! Hang on, Blue. Drop it. Drop it. It's okay, girl. It's okay. Which brings me to my last point. Always wash your hands thoroughly for at least 20 seconds with soap and warm water. No! Hey, come back here! Remember, we're all in this together. Teamwork is our best defense. Blue, Blue, no, don't eat the soap! Drop that right now! Oh, should be burping bubbles for a week! 